Oh, a lot of music in there, brother. Oh, jeez. I was just going to say you got the you got the right invite for the um for the right color T-shirt. Oh yeah, there we go. I think you've got a black. I've got a navy on, mate. Maybe it's because you don't have your glasses on. <laughs> uh, funny you say that. Is it actually navy? Oh shit, I can't <laughs> see it properly. No, <laughs> is it actually? It is, mate. It is. I'll let you off. Fuck. No, I um. I've actually asked my wife to try and see if she can try and find my glasses because I actually don't. I lost. I somehow last night lost a flipping earbud on one ear and my glasses. So I've like been going around anyway. I can't, basically can't see shit, but at least I'm here. <laughs> it's flipping useless. Okay, so you don't. You've actually got a navy shirt, not a black shirt. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, for those who uh, aren't aware, you um started off um, no, did it start off as Auckland Labour Hire four years ago? Was it four years ago? Oh, in August will be the fourth birthday. Um, fourth birthday, yeah. I figured it was about yeah. about that. Yeah, um, at as Auckland Labour Higher Limited. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, now under ALH. ALH. Yeah. Um, yep. Bit of a change, but I was. Just, I, I think I gave you the the idea last time. I was like, you just changed to Aotearoa Labour High. You roll out nationally. Gets big mega. Just give buy me some beers for the IP. It's totally fine. Uh, for those who are, maybe we'll start here. On day one, you're at zero. How big is the company now? Oh, right now is obviously a bit of a, a bit of a uh, difference. Uh, but okay, let's say let's say on uh, April April pre-COVID. There we go. Yeah, Pre-COVID, uh, we were sitting at kind of oh it fluctuates really. Leading up to Christmas last year, we were kind of tapping in at a hundred anywhere from 120 to 140. Um, kind of coming in to the revamp restart up into the new year we're kind of hitting around that 100 110s um so starting to get some legs but then obviously this happened so um you know it, it is what it is it's just how we navigate ourselves out of it to make sure we we slingshot and 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 really keep gunning towards what we want to be and, and that's the market leaders mm, we've talked about this before when we've been yarning around you know the challenges of you being a young buck in the game and having 100 staff and a bunch of them are older than you and just how you sort of navigate that whole energy piece how have you how's your leadership style and what have you learned about you as a leader through this period because I'm, I'm sure um it's probably been quite quite a bit yeah um my leadership I think it's ever changing, and if I'm and if I'm at the mindset where it's my way or the highway, then I'm definitely going to lose, and and I'll, and we're not going to get to the targets we want to. It's about being agile and 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 constantly trying to challenge myself to be a better better leader, and and then challenging people around me um, within ALH, um, all of my colleagues here to to keep doing the same. So um, I think that at the forefront of, of this is is how can we communicate to the most proactive way possible to let everyone know exactly where we are so there's no build-up of anxiety, um, no question marks. So um, kind of saturating any form of communication stream we can to make sure that, that everyone knows exactly where we are and what we're doing. That's from internally to on-site kind of been a, a big focus and push. Over-communication or levels, has it, have you found it easier or harder that you've all been remote or you don't – like how are you – What's your what's your commerce plan actually kind of been like? How are you heading across all of it? Because I'm imagining logistically everyone's everywhere. There's probably a whole bunch of uncertainty. How, how do you sort of think about the game plan of comms coming into this? Well, the comms kind of had to start, I guess, from me in terms of what we wanted to do internally, structure-wise. And our main focus always 
was from the very second, no one internally, we don't want to lose anyone internally. We've got great talent. We've got um, a huge amount of potential um, that we want to hang on to. Um, so I had to navigate the best kind of plan out, out of this and, and let's look at it not just from month to month, but actually kind of let's reestablish a strategy um, for the next 12 months and then and then that's probably what we're going to click go on um, to then try and get back to normal later on. But communicating from that point um, and working right up late nights and, and whatnot to get to that, to then communicate it to everyone in the office, for then everyone in the office to go and communicate it down to the to everyone working in their division um, on, on what we kind of see as a company. You got, mate, with it, you know, you got people asking, oh, what are we shutting down? Is, is the company going to go under? It's, you know, you get every single question. So it's just about trying to preempt that and, and make sure everyone knows where we sit, our intentions, um, and, and where we want to go. And, and that hasn't really changed. If anything, it's probably got me a little bit more excited for the opportunity that's going to come of it. So. Yeah, it's going to perfect sort of segue. So this happens, we go into L4 shutdown, literally everything goes to zero. Did you lock yourself away and, and rethink, did you have like planned strat time on how to do it? Like how did you approach the strategy of changing the, the business or what were you were going to have to do to actually attack the market to build it out? Talk me through the, the, the strategic thinking of how you kind of approached approached all that to reset the, the whole business through COVID. Um, well, I've got awesome networks around me. Um, really, really great. Um, I call it my infrastructure on, on, on my mentors and things. So to be able to bounce ideas off them as quickly as I could to then get their advice, to then interpret that into a, a clear strategy was probably 72 hours. So Jeez. from the time we, we were aware of what we're doing, um, to me proposing some scenarios to um, shareholders and to get their advice on it was rapid um, and then we knew exactly where we sat everyone knew how we were going to operate at a minimum for those next 12 weeks um, and what was going to be really really important for us so uh, within within 72 hours <clears throat> we'd uh, batten down the hatches cut what we needed to in terms of operational cost um, communicated clearly and, uh, and, and then just pin the ears back and, and keep going for it really a lot of businesses got caught off. Bigger businesses have certain protocols in place. Obviously, they probably hadn't had to go before, but they kind of have plans in place of, hey, if this happens, we need to do boom, boom, boom. They've kind of got a bit of a rollout. The majority of small businesses in one hit had a huge weight of strategic calls they had to make with staffing and money and cash flow and rents and product and logistics and just flipping everything. Mm -hmm. From the people that you were talking to in sort of your circles, what was the headspace of other business owners, um, business owners that you talked to, and then employees and people that were employed? What was the initial sort of headspace? Was it more offense, let's flip and giddy up and go for the future? Or was it difference, holy shit? Where was the headspace at, and how do you think it's changed over the last six weeks? Um, so I, I try not to talk to hardly anyone else who, who owns business, right? So I'm, yeah. I'm like, if I'm going to... I, I I listen to predominantly one voice, and then I'll have some other people who who, who I'll listen to. You listen but, to Rob. Just listen to Rob. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> listen to Rob. And stay here. Else. Do that. Don't we've do anything got, else. We, we've got the likes of Nathan McCallum who can come in from a bit of a different point of view. 
um, yeah, your boy. Um, and, you know, Sarah, Sarah as well. She, she's been phenomenal help. Um, and, and then got some, you know, some other information here or there, but yeah, so it was, it was just kind of the, the initial thing was the, holy shit, we're going into this. Um, I think, uh, the thing that I, I got, I, I actually found it super exciting. I was kind of like, this is a really awesome chance to be a young leader um, and navigate our team out of it. So I post this down. I probably got more adrenaline than I had in a long time. Um, much to my girlfriend's disgust, I just tunnel vision, probably 72 hours of madness <laughs> and, and just went for it. Um, anyone who, 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 who I work with in here um, across um, both kind of businesses uh, will will be the first to say that I, I get super excited uh, for spreadsheets and running numbers to know exactly where we are. Um, so, yeah, it was, it initially, so to answer your question, it was initially it was holy shit. Secondly, it was like, awesome, there's a whole lot of opportunity. How can we slingshot out of this uh, be and then become market leaders? Because in the nicest way possible, um, people who there's going to be people for, right? And that's going to give us more opportunity um, in the market to go and deal further market share than what we have done. And uh, yeah, I, like I said, I, I was I was really really excited in the most you know ethical way possible to be given an opportunity at twenty five um, to have people who I guess kind of trust in, in my ability to navigate us out of it. I knew your answer was offense. What I'm trying to figure out is how many <laughs> others in, in in your crew were on offense the same way. Do you actually? I'll, I'll ask this. You're 25 and running. You're 25 now, right? 25? 26 this year, mate. Yeah, 25 at the moment, but I'm getting on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bro. So you're 25. <laughs> um, how many other young leaders do you know that are in your world that are on the same wavelength of offense like you? Um. Again, my my circle and and comms with other people are, are super small. I've got a friend who's not necessarily in in business. Um, oh, you know, probably not Liam. Um, I've had a bit to do with Liam alone. Um, dude, he he doesn't have a business, but he's he's super offensive. He's a high energy. He's like, you know, he he's hard, dude. But it's it's cool. It's it's been cool, kind of just having. Speaking of people like that, um, but no, I haven't necessarily spoken to to kind of any market leaders. I've, I spoke to to Craig from Holter the other day. Um, yeah, he's a champ. Yeah, he's a champ. Um, but that was a brief conversation, but it was pretty similar. It was kind of like let's not worry about now. Let's kind of see what what's coming, and and that's mm. the exciting thing. So, yeah, my my communication at, with people my age outside of my the organisations I'm in is very minimal um but everyone in our office right now is is all on the same path um that's from ash who's running our office to all the guys out running running accounts just bang let's go for it kind of how do you see this this playing out how do you see the sector playing out over the next six to 12 months oh i you know, how long is a piece of string? It's a perfect saying. Um, I Look, I'm not too sure. I think off hearing kind of what we are about how can we get some, con you know, some contact tracing software and things developed and, and whatnot, that's probably going to be the, 
deciding factor of when we when we get back to kind of 100% capacity um, of engagement from our clients. So we're not too, I'm not too sure. I, I, I probably haven't sunk too much of my time into that. My time probably come more around the what does our internal capacity look like hmm. upon increased capacity in the market. Yeah. Did your targets, as you talked about targets before, is, did they shift dramatically with what you thought the future opportunity could be or did the strategies kind of stay the same but just got got um, accelerated through this? Um, our, our end goal and, and my end target uh, has obviously pushed out a little bit. But in terms of kind of, I guess, if it's strategy or opportunity in the market, we're learning something new about it every day. Um, so not much has changed. We've, we've, we're going to go down a bit of a different angle in, in what services we provide, but we're always going to do that. So hmm. as of right now, we're not necessarily jumping at anything new right now. But we're agile as anything too. If it comes available, we'd love you know hanging out for anything like that that pops up. Yeah, clearly on offense, it's a um, you're you know you're a positive dude. You're driven as shit. You're focused as as all anything. Throughout this time, what's been your biggest fear in in your head around um, either your business? Let's go your business, the sector, New Zealand. Biggest fear. Um, I'm like a hyper competitive person. No, so I, I fear that I, I fear that I can't win in what I wanted to win in. Um, yeah. In terms of hitting targets, so I guess the fear of losing, but losing in my own internal yeah. game hurts. Right, it hurts. Um, so that's that fear. Uh, fear in the fear in the in the market, look, I'm I'm probably not educated enough to the big projected forecasts in terms of, you know, analysing it. I think we will get back up to to to, to scale, but I just don't know when. Um, mm. But I guess the fear for New Zealand, I, I guess the fear for the market is that it doesn't recover. I don't see that being a problem, but I think the fear for New Zealand is that. Um, we 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 have a repeat kind of influx of COVID really because we don't get get on top of it in, in in this first kind of instance. So that would be the very fear. So yeah, it's always a t it's always a tough balance, right? Like personally, you've got this that competitive drive against regret. In the future, like you know, frustration to yourself to what could be when you um. Yeah, even just the whole. Where's the headspace of the employees right now? Like of those that are working, because I'm imagining they get pay, paid on, on by the hour. Or is that mm. is that how it all works? Where, yeah. Where, where where's all the headspace of the employees at? From not just your business, but but in the in the sector, are they looking? Are some looking to take up different opportunities elsewhere if they don't think it will recover as fast, or do they think they're going to have to double down because there's going to be more shit to do because no one's essentially if there's been work orders or whatever they're now six weeks eight weeks behind right so there's probably a bit influx of holy shit we need to get this stuff done what's the yeah. what's the vibe from from employees side from our on-site team at at alh it's it's a mixed signal you've got uh the majority of people want to be out working 
um, and kind of securing employment whilst it's, you know, this, this is going to come in three ways, right? We had our pre-COVID hit, we'll have our post-wage subsidy hit, and then I think probably later in the year we'll have another big hit when the recession, I guess, really comes comes around. Um, so you've got some people who are future thinking. Um, and I think every company's going to have people who are probably wanting to put their feet up and have a bit of a cigar at the moment because they think that that's what's best um, with the subsidy. So that, there's, and there's no in between, right? There's, mm. there's, we've got people who are keen, eager, and ready to go. We've got the other the other case. So that's our on-site team. In the um, fit-out gig, we've got um, Aiden and Brett who run that. And they are just gunning for it. It is it's really impressive, like how Aiden's leading that team and 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 Brett doing um, Nixon um, as well. And th- there's just been no let up whatsoever there. It's kind of like you walk into that office. It's like, Whew, all right, cool, this is how it is. So it's um it's awesome. So I guess that's what it is from it on on team with uh, ALH. Um, and then it's kind of yeah, that's kind of what it's like over the other side. What, what changes does it mean specifically when the business goes from L3 to L2? Have you looked into the nuts and bolts of like what, what sp- how specifically things will work? Like I know in some other industries they're talking about, you know, do we do split shifts with staffing so they can get spaced out a bit better and certain other things? Do they do um, uh, different uh, distancing or, what, or whatever? Obviously within your world, how does that actually manifest in the, in the real world after we go from L3 to L2? So being that we're a, we supply a service, it, we we don't actually have like that that's not our site to people who are allocating to if that makes sense so we have to go in and abide under their um kind of systems and processes that they have in place but we need to do everything we can to the best of our ability before we get there um so the return of to work forms the tracing to the best we can the ppe we're just ramping that up as much as we can um but what it looks like, it's ever changing. We're just going to be as as on the ball and proactive with whatever we can do across PPE, across sanitising, cleaning, um, how shifts will work on site when when that transition happens. We'll know more when 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 our prime minister announces that. But internally, depending on our capacity, we'll probably do some form of split shifts where whether it's X Y Z come in Monday to Wednesday, and then the other person comes in. Other team comes on Wednesday to Friday, just so we've got people manning the office. Has, has there been any talk of in the um, how tech can help empower uh, better data or, or customer experience through tracing and tracking and logging and whatever? Like, where has technology started to talk about or 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 played in what could happen within your industry? There's been a couple of things that have um, come come available and, and doing your research, there's all sorts you can do, your Bluetooth tracking, you can do this. There's there's, there's a whole lot of range of things, but from, from where we sit um, and from where I sit, I want to see what the, the government implements mm. um, because there's no point going and, um, you know, allocating financial resource to a software if you're paying a premium when the government's going to come and bring one in for a, a buck and that's going to give us all the relevant information um, and more that that we need, and and that's our standard. 
So have you got different scenario planned out of if they like if this then that type scenario is that where your headspace is gone? If they allow allow this, this is what you do. And because a lot of um, what I've sort of is at the end of this, we'll just get back to it. It's all good. But actually, tactically, okay, at L3, we can do this. This is where we can get revenue. At L2, we can do this. These are some of the different yeah. ways. And actually have different business um, sort of strategies or plans for each different one. Like how weird did you go in the matrix of, of shoulda, coulda, woulda, if this, then that type type thinking have you gone, gone, gone through? So w whatever I do on, on a business aspect level, I always have a non-functional, functional and an optimal scenario. Um, for the first time, I've gone and added a fourth, um, so which is almost like a COVID scenario, right? Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty matrixy. It's super detailed. Yeah. Um, and like how, how how big did the web go? Like when you worked out, did you did you get a? I'm just I always I'm curious how people would like decode the crazy. Only a kilometer of lineal meters and spreadsheets. That's what the answer I wanted to know. Okay, so you went down the, you started going down the rabbit holes, copying and pasting the different tabs. If this, then that. Rename them at the bottom. Share it with the group. Okay, so how did you talk me through how your brain worked that through? I'm just intrigued with how how you um you got dissected the crazy. So I'm I'm like really unacademic. Like when it comes to being told to do something this way, I can't do it. My brain just goes nope, shut down. So I probably take a little bit longer to come up with these things, but I try and do it at night time so it doesn't top into my operational day. But I'll start with one row and then I'll just keep refining it, keep refining it, keep refining it. And I was locked in here with in the other the other day um, with um, Nashi, who's just started up a new division within the company, and, and we kind of got right into it. And you kind of see he was like, oh, here goes Izzy again on this little uh, spreadsheet trace. But now, like, I just kind of went against our scenarios, looked at what our capacity looks like, and I guess multiplied it accordingly, and then just proposed another couple of scenarios. So everyone nice. in our business right now knows exactly what's expected of them um, and, and individually kind of as we're moving forward. So it's not like, oh, I'll come in and do this and that'll be all right. This is what a right is. This is what not a right is. And this is what we're, we're, we're leading the market is. But that's awesome, right? Because if you're, if there's unknown with any of this sort of stuff, and it's like shit that creates fear, doubt, plus seeds of of just, yeah. just shit that shouldn't be in the head, opposed to hey, if this happens, this is our textbook, giddy up, go. If this happens, we're going to roll this out, giddy yeah. up, go. And it's just very, it, it feels more um, comforting, and that more of the bandwidth is actually, and the energy is going to go into the things that matter instead of freaking out of the shit that don't. Well, put that into perspective, if I come into the office and I say to everyone, right, because as you know, I'm probably relatively high energy, so I'm kind of go, go, go. Um, if, I in, if I walk into the office and I'm like, we're going to do $8 million in revenue this year, and everyone's like, huh, how? But, then, but so my whole goal is I'll, I'll break every week down in our year to revenue, to cost, to everything, so... I'm just trying to be super analytical and, and give as much data and information as possible because that's how it works and that's how I've best learned. And, and just breaking down, starting from the start and, and going from there is always the best thing to do. And even look at this whole COVID thing. The more data we get, the easier it makes it for everyone to understand. So there's it's no difference when you're trying to implement a strategy. Mm. Did you, 
when you started this four years ago, coming up on, I think, August, you were saying, did you think, did you feel that the company would be as big and as successful as it was now? In your head, did you see this This is the, the path of where you knew it would get to? Where does it sit in your head and does it kind of freak you out that you're doing this cool shit at 25? Uh, initially, I I had no idea because I'd failed university and Messi had told me that I had so I had to go on I had to go on academic leave right like I wasn't allowed to go back to uni because I'd failed so many papers so I was a little bit crushed but I, I I knew I just knew that I had a work rate in my locker and if I could find something that I, that I was passionate about I, I could really gun it um, touching it on the you know doing something cool at twenty five I always look back and I think. You know what? If I if I was a little bit sharper here, and I was a little bit more um, decisive or or aggressive, I could be in a better place. So that's kind of where I think, opposed to thinking, "Yeah, we're happy here." It's kind of like, mm, "Yeah, but I could have." So make sure that doesn't happen again. Yeah, the shoulda, coulda, wouldas can. Mm. Have you navigated to keep your self awareness extremely high at an age so young? Sorry, say that again, mate. I lost you just for a second. Mate. I was going to say, how have you managed to keep your self-awareness so high as your age has been so young? Uh, I think I had to grow up pretty quickly. Like, like mm -hmm. you know, um, being a young fella, obviously lost lost my dad to, to kind of suicide and then I've had my heart problems. So that organically grows you up and makes you aware to a lot more things than, than probably what you would have wanted to at that age. Um, but yeah, I think I, I, I'm, I consider myself really blessed to, to have the people around me that I have who have kind of helped guide me into getting my first taste of something. And then that hunger just grew and grew and grew. And that just kind of created a, a real passion to, to wanting to make myself as aware of in any scenarios I can and, 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 and and seeing realistically what what success looks like for me mm. and that's been the important thing do you think if you had a perfect upbringing with no gnarly shit or bad shit happen that you'd be where you are now do you think you'd be stronger or weaker oh, i'd i'd be way weaker <laughs> like you know you, you gotta go through it if, if i could change it if i could change anything i wouldn't um by any means and i think the only thing that i would change is you know you see some kids growing up and doing it a bit better than what you are and you're like going but then i guess i guess kind of where i've come from and, and what i've come from has been been the big big part really so yeah the um see i think of it the, the way of the gnarlier it was for me the more the the lower i know i can go and come back yeah. And so when I know that challenges hit other people that are trying to come against me or a competition or whatever, I know that I can keep going gnarlier mm. and gnarlier and worse and worse and worse because I've already been there, but I know you haven't because and yeah. I because I know you haven't, I then mentally think that you're weak because <laughs> yeah. I know that I'll beat you. I was like, no, no, no. Okay, cool, bro. Cool, cool, cool. You know, is that uh, it's competitive in both of us, right? But I, 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 you're the same way, I can tell. And and that's what I love. Like, I think, you know, it's it's different. For me, right now, I'm sure half of New Zealand have watched that Michael Jordan clip uh, on Netflix. It's like, bro, 
high guy. Like, you know, yes. you know, we can't, I can't turn up to an athletic check and say I'm going to outwork and run for longer than an athlete because I probably can't. But I think, you know, my confidence lies significantly in, in, in how much I can output when I need to and when I want to and, and I always want to. Um, so I, I, I kind of get a little bit anxious and, and a little bit edgy if I'm sitting around doing not much at all. Um, yep. But, yeah, like you said, going back to kind of that upbringing, I, you know, the, the first – a little bit off top, but the first thing that I kind of – going back to the question about did I think I was going to be successful – I remember work, walking to church um, on a Sunday, and it was probably the first thing that ever made me think that, you know, oh, I want to be successful. I was walking to church with my family. We'd go to church three times a week. Uh, we're really Christian, brought up really strong Christian family. And I just heard this absolute rocket ship come past me. And I was like, what is this? Sparrow Rex. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. And I turned around and I was like, whoa, what is that? And Dad was like, that's a Porsche. And I was like, it's a Porsche. And he goes, it would take me 10 years to earn one of those <laughs> on my caretaker salary. And I was like, I need to get one of those one day. <laughs> I'm being a caretaker, Dad. <laughs> so, but yeah, like it's little things like that that you remember, like going back to kind of, I guess, the upbringing thing. You get little things like that where some people wake up and they hear that noise in the garage every day. But you've got to have little things that kind of motivate you. Yeah, I get it. My I used to go to my friend Ollie's house, and his um, mum would let us put cheese on uh, CC chips in the microwave. Yeah. And and I'd go over because I knew they had the cheese. I was like, oh man, they got cheese. Roll over for the cheese. <laughs> and it's like now you think about it, and you're like, oh cheese. But yeah, it, I think it's I think it's important. I think those things are, are good, you know. So if you if you were talking to a bunch of young buck leaders that are maybe not maybe they're starting businesses there you go they're, they're you know 18 to 21 coming out of high school maybe didn't go to uni or maybe in uni looking to start it um what what's like what's something that you definitely feel they should i i um i lost you for a second there i'll get you to repeat that Oh, sorry, right. I was just saying, if you were given advice to like an 18 to 21 year old that was uh, looking to start their own sort of business, what is the one thing they should definitely do? Something they just go for it, just absolutely go for it and not listen to people who are going to be negative. And instead of, if you do hear negatives, make it something that's going to be a result of something positive. I remember when I, you know, I went for it and you kind of, when you start something, you're a bit anxious to tell anyone. I remember the first person I told was my sister. And she said to me, oh, well, if it's anyone who can put their mind to something and, and achieve it, that's you. And that's what I needed to hear. But then a year later, I heard from someone. They said, I said, you know, this is what I want to do and, and this is where I want it to be and I've got the right people helping me. He said to me, you know what, Izzy? I don't think you'll ever run a big business. But running small ones are fine. And I was like, and, okay. and I, like, know, okay, okay. I know for a fact what we're involved in right now with the two businesses, bigger than him. <laughs> so it's kind of like you've got to have those things that just really keep motivating you. And I'll but, hang on to that for the rest of my life. I know. I could tell. The second they, yeah. they second they're like, oh, you can't do that. You're like, I right, cool, bro. 
cool, cool, yeah. cool. And then you'll just go and then it just sits. So you're like, mine was, my careers advisor said, you know, Rebecca, when you grow up, you could work in a warehouse packing boxes. That's what I was told. And, you know, 15 out of Nui on, on the benefit, yada, 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 a bunch of bad shit. And um, failed high school, continued, you know, like I was that token, that was my ceiling. And I kept it for 15 years, dude. Like literally, yeah. I was just like, cool, you don't, okay, okay. And, yeah. and it's that Michael Jordan thing. It just gets in your head and you're like, no, I'm going to steamroll this shit. Watch me. All right, cool. Watch me. Yeah. All right. All right. And then, but you don't really tell anyone. You just, it's just your own little brain game that you play against I, yourself. And, you know, the people I have made aware of it, it's almost like <laughs> it comes up every few months and they're kind of like, yeah, I remember talking about that. Screw that guy, man. But thanks in a way, you know. Or what you do is you put the number of where, like, you, you put a number up of where he's at, where you're at. And, <laughs> yeah. but you don't you don't give context but you just you just put it there and so no one knows what it means but you do you're like all right yeah yeah, yeah exactly these, those little things so so where to from here what's your what is your next six what is your next between now and christmas what does your world look like it, if right now if i was to project that it just looks like a whole lot of hard work um and a whole lot of commitment to being to being to coming out of this and presenting ourselves as the market leader, really, um, or, or definitely fast-tracking it and, and, and pouncing on the opportunity to, um, to, to really get up there. So, you know, you've got a couple of our competitors or people within the market who are making redundancies and stuff like that. Um, we think it's super important that we hang on to who we have so, so, we can, so everyone can be a part of something special and it's, there's probably no better time to... Um, I guess load up the guns and, and start firing. So a whole lot of hard work, preparation, strategy, super clear with communicating and um and detailing that um and, and absolutely going for it and then um and then getting by the boys and, and the behind the boys and, and fit out and, and supporting them in any way I can. Um but they're, they're seriously impressive guys, those two boys, uh, Aiden and Brett, they you know, they they it, it, what they're achieving is, is incredible and it's really cool to, to to be a part of it so you forgot your um your 18 hour sessions on your spreadsheets mate you forgot uh, you forgot the spread you forgot the spreadsheet scenario planning that, with your rows that's that just that's part of it so do you <laughs> like do you do you plug up your like laptop through hdmi into the big screen and just talk people through it be like all right Oh, yo, and this here, ga, 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 like, do you just get super I, frothy? Like, I, I, I get way too frothy. And, and you know, when like, you're talking or you're telling a joke and you can tell someone's lost interest, I, I can identify that, but I just keep going because it, it you know, we've got a 62 inch TV the other, the other day in our boardroom and I got the spreadsheets on there and I instantly was like, oh my God, send all these people to Snapchat. I'm in heaven right now. I've got 62 inch spreadsheets. It's so sick. <laughs> it's so sick. You got, but the thing is, you got a system, and you know how you can get into like flow state with where you can optimize your thinking and the best. Like that's the app. It's it's awesome, bro. It's hundred percent gonna be like whiskey and whiteboard sessions. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, it's like you know, there might be if I produce a hundred row spreadsheet which goes on for days, um. There might only be four rows of, of data which is relevant to our team, but at least I've got full transparency across everything. Um, and I think that's really important. So what what I see is what they see. 
You're just trying to justify doing ridiculously massive spreadsheets, bro. Yeah. <laughs> just, even if they're not like you should put into your board meetings, you'd be like spreadsheet time, show and spreadsheet show and tell. Just as he just goes like you get, you're gonna get one of those like little Microsoft board things and they can fully move around and zigzag it up and shit. So you can write on top uh, of it. Mate, if if the team if the team get any inkling or, or listen to this, then then they'll start with themselves about talking about spreadsheets because they know how much I bloody love it. <laughs> I love your work, brother. Always, um, it's awesome seeing the the growth momentum. Obviously, we've been boysies for a little bit. It's just rad seeing the the. I think when you've got these key traits of how you roll and what you're about, it doesn't it doesn't slow down. It just gets faster, mm. and it just gets more. It gets more. Um, it's not aggressive, but it's more confidence, right? It's like confidence in you know where you sit in this place and you know what you can do and you know what you can execute against and you know what the, like it's, it's more, it feels like it builds more of your confidence for it. And it's, it's pretty rad, man. Obviously, you know, you started as a four years ago, 21. Now you're on, you, you've got a super tight circle around you. So um, props to you, bro. I'm super proud, bro. It's awesome to see the momentum. Mate, this, this gong show financially for the, for the New Zealand's going to be years you know but even if it takes five you wake up at 30 and then you're exactly where you know you can you can get to and you've got the energy to do it so um props to you man it's super proud it's awesome thanks really appreciate it my man all right stay out of trouble bro i'll talk to you soon eh? always later izzy later bro peace the bro izzy whitley young buck alh uh labor hire auckland labor hire um i think it's gonna be aotearoa labor hire by the sense of the expansion do some stuff in queenstown the rest of it um if you follow them on LinkedIn, you'll get to see a whole bunch of the culture that they actually um, integrate within their businesses with the uh, the way they do a lot of their um, staffing, engagement, comms, and they, you can really tell there's definitely a community vibe that, that's driven through care. And, and genuinely, we know when they're saying, you know, the boss smashing out all this sort of big stuff as well, it's cool, especially from a young leader that's got a lot of people that are older that work from that dynamic's not many. But when I ask them about, you know, does he, how many people that are sort of his age that are rolling what he does, they're pretty much is almost zero in his lane at his age, doing what he's doing, surrounded by what he's up to. But um, he's just focused on his craft. So props to Izzy, uh, mega. Uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the day. And um, yeah, this, this thing's going to be a marathon. So let, let's giddy up for the long game. See you soon, team. Peace.